0: You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy Seal Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier.
1: Pay better, do better, pay.
0: and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day.
2: We have a very special episode. Because I'm, this is like, you know, we're going to talk about women and pregnancy and whatnot. But man, back in the day, if you were like, hey, Jay, you're going to be on a, in a conversation with three attractive ladies, <laughs> I would be like, sign me up. <laughs> let's do it. So first rule of all of this is follow your dreams, people. Follow your dreams and, you know, they will come true. Because here I am with Michelle Johnson, Christi- Kristen Bernacki. Did I say that right? You did. <laughs> and, and Alberta Caponera. Did I say that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> all right. And now let's let's give a little background. Three, three amazing women, uh, two currently pregnant, one pregnant, previously pregnant right two kids um, I this is I mean Michelle and I go back at least 1012 years now Michelle when you first met me at Albany CrossFit, would you be like wow, this mature guy with a kid a baby upstairs is talking to us about pregnancy and crossFit
0: never okay never will <laughs> I
2: don't <laughs> on a one to ten Michelle how much have I matured since the last time you've seen me
0: I'm gonna say a solid 10, Jay. A 10? Yeah.
2: (laughs) It's weird, right? (laughs) It is weird. (laughs) It's weird for me. So I can imagine for you. So before we talk more about pregnancy and, you know, the goal of this, Michelle was telling us right before we hit record, is just to open up that conversation. I agree with you. Obviously, I wasn't pregnant, but my wife was. And seeing just what she went through, all good. Don't get me wrong, but it's different, right? It's kind of like I don't want to say it's an injury. I don't want to say it's ad- adapting, but it's it's one of those things where in the past it's like, oh, I'm pregnant, I guess I can't work out. And now we need to be able to be the you know, most of our listeners are either coaches or box owners like, how do we keep those people not just coming in because it's it's so important. I'm sure we'll talk about, but not just physically, but mentally for you ladies to keep training and then also get back into it. But yes. before that, Michelle I want to tell your story because you know you have a different your your former last name at least if my memory serves correct was Mora. Yes. And you're by the way how's your brother doing? He's good. <laughs> yeah I haven't seen him in a while um, but now you're Michelle Johnson and you were telling me that you met your husband at Albany CrossFit.
0: We, he's walking away right now laughing. So we reconnected at fall face off. Um, it was my first competition, I was being a judge and I made you and Kevin swear to me that I would only judge scaled athletes because I was terrified of judging RX athletes. And so next to the net lane where I was was this sweaty, handsome, tan Asian man with his shirt off.
2: And I was Oh, like, I thought you were going, oh. going with me, but then you said Asian. So <laughs> She's not talking Another about me.
0: Sweaty man. And uh, that's where we reconnected. And um, now we're married and expecting our first baby.
2: And uh, the, the cool part of that is, you know, I sold Albany Cross, so I think in 2013, eight years ago. And back then, there's probably a half a dozen marriages. You got, you know, Jean and Stacy. I don't know. I can't think of. I'm sure you can. Uh, Alyssa and uh, what's her husband? They remember Alyssa. And her, Chris, I think her husband's name is. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, the point is, even to this day, and that's the awesome part about owning a box, like th- these things trickle down. We started to fall face off in probably 2010. You know, 10 years later, you're still meeting someone. That's 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 so awesome. And you coach at a box called CrossFit for the People, owned by Kayla Tote, who was on this podcast as well. Awesome girl who's doing some awesome things in that area. And... Kristen, you own Lumberjack. It's is it's an affiliate. What's the you you go by like a Lumberjack fitness type thing? Yes,
3: uh, Lumberjack Athletics, but we are CrossFit Luke.
2: Gotcha. And then Alberta, you own CrossFit BarnFit. Barn
1: built, yep. But barn, we go by uh, a barn fit,
2: yeah. Okay, that makes sense now because I saw yeah. my buddy um, Chris Anderson posting his
1: yeah.
2: Um, qualify or open results. And I was like, where, where, where is he? And I didn't realize that was a, a local box as well.
1: Yeah. So he did um, a couple of the workouts at our place and um, we judged him and stuff like that.
2: That's so yeah. cool. So it's, it's just, you know, years ago, I've talked about this in 2008, I hated any other box owner within a hundred mile radius, you know, cause it was like, you're taking money from my you know, family and food off my table. And now I realize, of course, not being in Albany, it's a little easier to be friends with you guys. But <laughs> at, the same, at the same time, you realize, man, what, you know, when I started Albany CrossFit in 2007, this is awesome that all these years later, I mean, I have two women who own boxes, a, a woman that's met her husband and is coaching somewhere. And I mean, perhaps most impressively, I forgot to mention this in your introduction, Michelle, you were spirit of CrossFit. I still have up- my trophy. I that's, a, have that's an expensive trophy, I hope you still have. I remember buying those. That Was, <laughs> was that at the competition or was that at our um, banquet?
0: That was at the most epic banquet of my life.
2: So I've not really talked a lot about that, mostly because I don't remember it, because we would just get really, really drunk. But tell me what you remember about those banquets that we used to hold. I tell boxes to do these. It's kind of like a formal or a prom, if you will. But we would give out you know, uh, CrossFitter of the Year, Rookie of the Year, but also a spirit of CrossFit, which is like someone that exemplifies what it means to be an outstanding member, bring good attitude, which you always did. But tell me what you remember about that banquet.
0: Honestly, not much. I just remember <laughs> really fun. It was, it was really fun to be with people not at the gym, to be able to sit down and chat with them. Not having a workout waiting to or a class waiting to start. So I just remember ha- having so much fun, and that's really where I got close to a lot of people. My best friend Mallory, who was a bridesmaid. That's where. Oh, I remember Mel. Yeah. That, we, that's where her and I really connected, and, and that's where our friendship kind of blossomed. That that banquet, and um, so it was really fun.
2: That's all. Yeah, I remember Mel. I remember actually. Now that you say that, the two of you spending a lot of time together, but those, those formals are some of my best memories. And before one last thing, I'm just excited to talk to you guys, but you know <laughs> that Kevin is out here actually coaching at the same box I coach at now?
0: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: That's pretty crazy, right? Definitely. So yeah, Kevin was one of my coaches. He moved, I sold, we, he was all over the place I am. And now we live, you know, 20 minutes away and he's coaching here at Ralston Creek CrossFit. So it's really awesome. Let's let's dive into this. So, you know, Michelle, you reached out wanting to talk about pregnancy. I do, you know, you're 70, now you're a little bit, you're further in here. Um, first thing I want to address is, you say you're lonely. What does that mean when it comes to working out?
0: So I'll chime in a little, but I, I you know, Alberta and Kristen have been my rock <laughs> really during this <laughs> process. Um, First, I, I told Alberta, I think it was Alberta, I was like, I, I need to tell you a secret. And then I was like, oh, cool. Cause I legit have the same secret that I'm about to tell you. And it was the best exchange because when you, especially in the first trimester, when you're really not telling a lot of people, but you're not feeling well and you still want to go to the gym. And as a coach, I, I couldn't just not show up at the gym for three months. I still had to coach. And I, I think it would have been a little fishy at that point if I just stopped going. Um, and you don't really know how to navigate that first trimester if you don't have a, a team like I did with Kristen and in, in Alberta, because you're like, what can I do? What can I do? I'm so scared in the first trimester because I don't want anything to go wrong. And so that's what I meant by it, it's pretty lonely. If you don't have someone that you trust, I did tell Kayla. Um, and so she was really supportive during the process, but I wasn't comfortable telling all the other coaches just yet. And so that's why Alberta and I talked a lot about that.
2: Yeah. As, as a longtime coach and box owner, I've said this before, but I've probably been the second or in some scenarios, the first person to know about pregnancy dozens of times. Mm -hmm. And we actually were having a conversation in my coach's development group about this, where one of the younger guys, kind of like me, Federico, give him a shout out, was like, Um, you know, the, a pregnant woman has to tell you because you can hurt the baby and blah, blah, blah for scaling. And I'm like, no, they don't like, they don't have to, you know, no one has to tell you anything, an injury or especially something like pregnancy where the, the, the challenges look, if I know you as an athlete, I can tell Michelle's doing, she's doing ring rows, like what's going on. Right. But then it's like having to have that conversation and, and making them feel comfortable because there is typically, and, and and you, Kristen and Alberta, there's typically like a time frame where you, I don't know if it's like there's an a website for ladies only where you find out like when I can say I'm pregnant. I think it's a little at your discretion. Like for us, it was about three months, especially going through IVF, where you're just like I don't want to. There's a I think the rule is like don't tell anyone you wouldn't feel comfortable saying like if something went wrong. So what what's usually that time frame? Where, where women are more comfortable letting everyone know they are they are pregnant?
3: I think that varies, um, you know, I, as from a standpoint of just the person, like what they're comfortable with. I know for me, I told people pretty quickly, but that's because I'm a spaz and that was bad, you know, like, oh my God, I'm pregnant. You know, I didn't think much about what could go wrong. But back when I was pregnant, I also wasn't doing CrossFit. Um, so you know it's it's definitely a very different world a different animal to kind of to share that and i i don't know what michelle or alberta felt because i wasn't doing crossfit but as someone who has been pregnant and also someone who is a healthcare provider i know what they're feeling their fear they don't know they haven't been here before um what am i gonna most importantly will i hurt my baby that's the one main thing that goes through their head and uh, Leon and I have coached quite a few pregnant, um, athletes and not just Leon and I, our other coaches, Rebecca Amity. Um, but Leon has done it for years, 10 years ago. He's been, he's been coaching pregnant women. So, um, I think the one most important thing that when they finally feel better coming to us and they come to us pretty quickly is, and I know you had said, Michelle, you didn't like to want to tell the other coaches besides Kayla. I always recommend to them that we we tell all the coaches, like just the coaches, not the athletes, we need to sit down. Everybody needs to be involved in this to keep you safe, to make sure you feel safe. If you are not comfortable telling the other coaches, let's come up with a plan then together that's going to work for you. If you don't want these people to know, you just want me to know, you just want this person to know, let's come up with a plan. Maybe you only come when I'm here, you know, that kind of thing. Alberta, you can speak a little bit more to that too. You're because you're a little bit different in the sense that you worked out your own gem that you own.
2: Right, Alberta. Alberta, how far along are you?
1: Twenty-eight weeks.
2: Okay, so you're seven months.
1: Yeah, just entering my third trimester now. Third trimester. Yeah, good
2: time. Um, And 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 before you go in there, I do want to say you know going off what you're talking about, Kristen. Members pick up on things as well. and it's also navigating you know this is always my big joke it's like three two one go i'm doing a 20 minute amrap no one knows what you're doing someone walks in they're like come on jay go harder i'm like dude i got 20 minutes left in this thing back off but same thing has to happen and you as a coach as the one that knows about this pregnancy has to figure out that like oh yeah you know they're tired today or let them go a little easy because that person's not trying to be a jerk They they're just trying to encourage you, but it's Correct. it's it's tough. So so Alberta, yeah, chime in on what Kristen said there.
1: Yeah. So I mean, for myself personally, I told the people that I'm generally around fairly soon because as a coach, I'm constantly demoing movement. Um, you know, and and a big thing like if I don't feel comfortable doing a ring muscle up anymore to demo it to you, like. I want you to know why. And and I want to be able to have this conversation as an athlete. I mean, I'm just working out, so I don't really have anyone to tell. Um, But I think everyone is going to have a different set point where they feel comfortable with telling people. Um, And that might differ for people in their life. Um, My close family, I told almost immediately because of course, if something were to go wrong, those are the people, like you said, that are gonna. I'm gonna want to know, um, but as far as like the rest of the world, we didn't really feel the need to tell. I think. I think we probably announced it via like social media around 20 weeks, um, which I felt good about. Um, but I think as the as the mom you're gonna know when it when you want people to know. And as time goes on, and I'm sure Michelle and Kristen can attest to this, you want people to know, like you get very excited. You're like, oh, I just, I just wanna tell everyone, you know? So I think it varies and you have to go by your gut. And I think, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into this discussion further and further in this conversation, but I think a lot of this, you just have to go with your gut and um, trust yourself and do what's right for you.
2: Yeah, and ultimately at some point, it's obvious, right? Like your body's changing. So we, you know, I, I don't know you two ladies, but I'm sure with Michelle, it'll be fairly obvious all of a sudden on one day, like, huh? You've been eating oh, a couple of donuts, Michelle? Or <laughs> are you pregnant, right? And, and we have to have those conversations. So having been through it, Kristen, and now that you're entering your third trimester, Michelle, you're in your second, I think, right? Based on the math let's let's talk first and foremost from both perspectives the the pregnant woman but then the coaching perspective cuz this really isn't something that like there's a book out there right yeah. so for me as a coach when a woman tells me they're pregnant it basically becomes do what you want like i'm not i'm not comfortable i know there's a handful of things you probably shouldn't do anymore like go super heavy or get that heart rate too jacked up. But I know at different trimesters, it's like, you can be on your back, you can't be on your back. So what are maybe just a few rules that you would throw out there to coaches as far as like first trimester, this is what you should be aware of, second and third. And I think of course, if my advice would always be, it's gotta be, this is the one time where it's like, the athlete gets to tell you what they're doing. Not one time, but one of the times. Right. But to a certain like,
3: extent, I think okay. a lot of them are looking for direction and they're not getting it. So the thought process behind okay, do what you want seems like it's a good thing in theory, but it's not. Because they just like any athlete in any time, they want somebody to tell them what to do. First trimester, you half the time people don't even know they're pregnant until they're halfway or three quarters through that anyway, you know. So um, a lot of stuff really starts to gear up in those second and third trimesters. Um, but rule of thumb: if you if you've been doing it all along, you can keep doing it with changes as you go. Um, yes, you are absolutely right, Jason, is about the heart rate thing. Um, well, tell us,
2: give us give us a few rules that as as coaches, especially for the male coaches that have never been through this.
3: Yeah, it's tough.
2: <laughs> Give me like three rules per trimester, if you, if you will. Just so if it's like, hey, if you take anything from this, someone tells you they're pregnant 12 weeks in, do this. Second trimester, do X, and third trimester. So, So what do you got for that, Kristen?
3: Uh, Michelle looked like she was going to say
2: something.
3: Oh, Michelle. Do, you have a, do you have a question? But yeah, clarify. Well, I just
0: don't think there are three rules. I think there's one rule. And I think that's something you talk a lot about, Jay, in your podcast is that relationship with the athlete. There are some women that in the first trimester, second trimester, and third are crushing toes to bars. They can do kipping pull-ups. They're cool with that. And they feel good doing that. Me, not so much. There are some women that are pregnant and doing yoga that will still do handstands. I don't necessarily feel totally comfortable doing that for no other reason than I just don't want to. Um, And so I think the number one rule, I don't know if there's any rules, Kristen or Alberta, you might add per trimester. I just think it's, you know, your relationship with that athlete is more important now than ever before. So you can what their priorities are.
2: So tell me more about that, Michelle, because had you not told me, right? You were pregnant and you're 17 weeks, 18 weeks, and you're at the box. And all of a sudden I notice, Hey, Michelle typically does handstand push-ups, or Michelle usually pushes it a little harder. What are some reasons you're feeling that way? So as a coach, we might be able to identify and, and empathize with it, with a woman there.
0: So for me, um, I, I told, when, once I told coaches, I think one of the most important things is I, I put out a challenge to them to do a little bit of research. And I told, you know, there's, there are only three CrossFit articles on pregnancy and they're all from 2017. So since 2017, there's been nothing that's been published in the CrossFit journal about pregnancy.
2: In so, fairness, I don't know that much has changed in pregnancy in the last three years. <laughs> but but, but I a lot agree. has changed yeah, in the sport. Yeah,
0: yeah, but a lot that's
1: has changed true. in the sport.
0: Very and true. so. Um And so there's a, an awesome chart by Nicole, is it Christensen? I don't want to get her name. Nicole on.
2: Christensen is out yes. here in Boulder. She said she has two children and I know she used to work out like up until delivery.
0: Yeah. And Nicole's so that's,
2: great, great resource at roots.
0: And so I looked at that chart and I sent it to Alberta and I sent it to Kristen. And I think, you know, if coaches want to know what potential scaling options are out there. She's done. She's already done that work for right.
2: us. As coaches. All right. Well, Katie's gonna listen to this. Katie, can you find that for us and post that somewhere? <laughs> she'll she'll handle that. But that's good. I didn't even know that there was a that, and that might be something you want to print at your box. Put it up yeah. on the wall, right? Because that's a
3: great idea. This is
2: one of those so few weird. times. Injury is pretty obvious. Like oh, I got a cast on my arm. Okay, you can't do a barbell, right? But but again, we're talking about. This might be even for the the members that want to come in that are pregnant and realize, oh, I shouldn't, they might not know any better. I shouldn't do this. So good. And
3: especially if we'll they haven't there. felt if they haven't felt comfortable enough to tell anybody yet. If it's there, they at least have a resource to be like, okay, I haven't I haven't worked up the courage to tell my coach yet, but I, I see this, you know. So that's a that's actually a pretty great idea.
2: Exactly. Kind of like, you know, the mobility charts that some boxes have. Like if this hurts, yeah. do this distraction, same thing more importantly hey you know if if you're pregnant do this and then i think a lot of it is as a box owner and as the coaching staff your style and your ability to connect with your i think the reason i've heard about so many pregnancies even back when i was young and wild and immature i would hear about it because i always i think ultimately the members felt comfortable telling me that and if if you're a box owner or a coach and Hey, I've had three or four women that are pregnant. They didn't tell me till, you know, it, it was like, you know, six months in. You got to check yourself and be like, why are these people not comfortable telling me this? Yeah. 100%. So, so I love that scaling up op- option. Um, Alberta, what were you going to say?
1: Um, okay. So what's crazy is that since I've started coaching full time, it's been almost a year now. Um, I've, coincidentally had at least one pregnant person that I've been working with for almost an entire year, like since the beginning and now myself. And so I've kind of like started to map out a little bit of a blueprint, like of main tenants that I go by. So you were asking for like, you know, three things. Um, And I just kind of usually have like three main principles. And I think that they're pretty good. Um, And the first and most important is that your fitness level before you're pregnant um, is going to be directly correlated to the required dosing and intensity and things that you are going to need while you're pregnant. So a good example of this is like if an athlete performs the workout Karen before they become pregnant in say five minutes. Who's um, this?
2: Who's doing that? What do you got in your box?
1: Well, no, I, I just mean anyone, <laughs> seven, like five, seven six, seven, foot seven tall
2: five breathers there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, when they get pregnant, it's, it might not be applicable to scale the reps or weight because they still might be able to do that at a, at a moderate intensity and still be able to complete the workout yeah. um, in an appropriate amount of time. Um, so I think as a coach, you have to really be able to assess that and know your, the athlete in front of you. Yeah. Um, secondly, you know, the CrossFit adage like our needs vary de- by degree, uh, not by kind. So just because you're pregnant doesn't mean that you don't need to advance or maintain all general all physical skills. Um, they just need to be modified. So what I usually look for with athletes is just general state of confidence like physical and emotional confidence. So if an athlete you know, just learned how to rope climb they're probably not going to be rope climbing very long into their pregnancy. Whereas if you have someone who's been training for 10 years and they're a rope climb aficionado, they're going to be able to perform that movement longer. And, and as a coach, you can look at things like their facial expression, um, you know, their cadence while they're performing the workout. Um, I think it's just really important as a coach to have that eye and be really looking for those things because that's what's really going to modify the scaling more than anything.
2: That's really important. So, let me ask all three of you this. You know, you guys are different uh, places in your current pregnancy or, you know, well beyond it. Help a coach empathize, especially a male coach who's never going to be experiencing this. What's it like? Watching kind of your fitness have to take a backseat. And then also, Kristen, you know, coming back from, and I asked partially because, you know, I have to deal with Roz and I understand, like, when I first met, she's a fire breather, you know, training hard, even, you know, during the pandemic, pre pregnancy, doing Peloton. Now I see her in there and she's like, okay, if I have to get off the bike to take care of Madison or, you know, do stuff. What would help us empathize with you? Because We've, we can experience like I'm injured and that is frustrating. And I know I'm going to come back from it. And I know there are things I can do. I can still push myself hard, even with a bum leg, right? I can do pistols. I can do so many things. I can do pull-ups where you're like, hey, for the next nine months, if not longer, this thing I really care about has to take a backseat. What's that feel like?
1: Um, so I think it's definitely... a a growing process. So like when I was eight, nine, 10 weeks pregnant, like I was crying to my husband every night, like, Oh, i like, I can't do what I love anymore. Like everything is falling apart. And I know that Michelle and Kristen can probably relate or pregnant women everywhere. Um, but I think over time you start to accept and you start to learn, um, you know, before I was pregnant, I was you know, doing like hundreds of chest to bars in a workout because my goal was to qualify for a sanctional event. Now, like at 28 weeks pregnant, I'm like, God, I got to work on my ring rows because, you know, I'm having a hard time like pulling myself up out of bed. You know what I mean? And, and I think that like, you just, you learn i mean it's 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 like any healing it's like any any growing um it's going to take some time and i don't think anyone gets pregnant and they're automatically able to accept that things are going to change um it just it just takes time you know I don't think you accept it through the entire thing. You don't even
3: accept it when the baby's born and your entire life changes. It's like something you don't even understand until you actually do it. Um, And it's fun watching both of them go through the process. I knew about them both being pregnant. They didn't know about each other. We started talking about this whole thing and I'm the one who's like, I need to figure out how to tell these two that they're both (laughs) pregnant so they can talk to each other about it because I knew you two would totally, need like each other a, and this would yeah this would work out but yeah. it's, it's you like know like in high um, school
2: when your two friends like each other but you don't yeah. want to say like hey you should yeah. talk to
3: this person yeah and like i mean i'm just going to throw it out there i have teenagers my daughters are 17 and 15 so i'm years past all of this stage of it so i'm the I'm the guru or whatever, the healthcare person, the one you call and say, "I've gained too much weight during pregnancy." No, Michelle, you're growing a human. You've gained the right amount of weight. You're doing great, you know? And that's but those are those things, you know, like you're so used to, I know how much I'm eating, my macros, my quality. Um I can do this many hand sample and all of that just sort of takes starts to take a, t- a back seat because you start to realize that your body's doing something way more amazing than how many damn toast bars bar you can do in a workout. But it's, exactly. it takes you, a, it takes you a really long time to, to get there. Um, I'll be honest with you this year. I wasn't going to do the open because my shoulder was hurting. I've ended up getting it's fixed. Now, you know, why I did it. My seven month pregnant athlete signed up for the open. I'm like, well, if she can do it, everyone can do it. And she was the most excited about it. She was the one there every day first ready to do her workout. I'm like, "Jess, what's up?" She's like, "It's just something that makes me feel like I'm still a part of things." Boom.
2: Yeah, I mean, we recently had a, you know, 65 plus year old games athlete, Dave Hippenstiel on and he said, "You know, CrossFit gave him like a third wind in life because you have that competition and, you know, part of that is an individually based. You know, if you are injured or pregnant, are you still, you know, are those competitive juices still flowing, but at least CrossFit gives you the option to, to allow them to flow. And I've often told people, you know, whether it is pregnancy or a bum shoulder until you're hurt and you still do CrossFit, you're not really a CrossFitter because, (laughs) because if you only train on the days you feel a hundred percent, you're going to stop training, especially once you have a baby. I mean, you're not going to feel a hundred percent. And then I want to hear Michelle's side, but I also, you know, you were doing CrossFit 17, 15 years ago, Kristen, but now, you know, Roz and I having the conversation is also, okay, I'm ready to come back, but we are going to have another, like, how do I find the motivation to go hard again, knowing I may have to deal with this pregnancy thing again? It's like, if your shoulders hurt and it feels better, but knowing it's going to get hurt again in a year, how hard are you going to push your body? So also navigating those conversations with with someone like, hey, I get it, you're back. What's your goal in life? What's your family? Are you gonna have a second, a third, a fourth child? What do we wanna do in the interim? Yeah. So and, what about you, Michelle? Yeah.
0: For me, <laughs> it's been really difficult to manage expectations. That That's just the simplest way to put it. Um, the open was tough. I called Kristen and texted Alberta, hysterically crying after the repeat, right? Because we did the 21.2 was a repeat. And I'm like, I'm stronger. I'm faster now. And I didn't meet my expectation. And I cried for an entire weekend. I hyperventilated in my car. Like it was such a disaster. Um, And I had to take, it, it took me like a full week to realize that My goals are different, and I think, you know, Alberta said it best when we first, all three of us connected, is we're redefining what functional fitness means, and I wasn't ready to redefine that. As much as I told myself I was, I wasn't, and I I wanted to be that 2017 version of me that could finish a workout, but but I did the workout with another human in my body with (laughs) trying not to you know, have a, my heart rate go crazy. And I think after that workout, you, you want a red line so bad. Cause that's what they teach us in CrossFit, like fucking go, man, like you're tired, get up on the bar, but that's not me right now. And I, and it's so hard to accept that. Um, and so for coaches, if you, if you know, an athlete is pregnant, you know, I think a coaches at our gym do a great job of walking up to me, like, how you doing good. Take a breath. Go when you're ready, you know, and that's what we're doing right now. I'm going when I'm ready. So it's quite the journey. Lots of tears. Um, but it's it's hard to manage those expectations at first.
2: If you're listening to this right now, it's because you're a fan of best hour of their day and probably me, but not so much fern. That tends to be the norm. But if you are listening we just want to ask you for one favor. Please support us on Patreon. Patreon is where we put some bonus episodes up. It's really the only thing we ask for. We've been doing this podcast for two years now and we do it because we have a love for fitness. We have a love for helping others, a passion for developing other people and helping them become the best possible coach that they can be. And, and, we do it because we love it. We don't ask for anything, but we are asking that you support us on Patreon. It's $6 for the price of your fancy frappuccino with hazelnut syrup or whatever it is you get over it, Starbucks, you can support the show. And as we get more and more supporters on Patreon, by the way, it's patreon.com forward slash best hour of their day. We're going to be adding even more right now. It's a free bonus episode where we answer all of your questions, but we plan on putting so much more out there, exclusive and early content access to things that, you know, everybody else doesn't get. So once again, we don't ask for much. So if you love the show, if we're helping you, chances are, if you listen to this show and you're a coach or a box owner, we've helped you make way more than $6. And not, not only that we've helped, just make your life better, whether we entertain you or whether you've implemented many of the awesome things we talk about here on the show, check it out. If you don't, you know what? You can keep listening to the show. You can keep tuning in on a regular basis. Yeah, we put three episodes out every week. You don't have to support us on Patreon. We still want you to listen, but if you can, we appreciate it. So what was the the moment where you, realized, okay, I need to accept where I'm at right now. Was it mid 21.2 or was it after? Was it?
3: Are we there yet? I don't know if we're there and I, I didn't think.
2: Oh, are, are, or are you not there yet, I suppose. Alberta's there. I'm not there. Sure.
0: I think it's hard When, the reason for me, the reason it was difficult was because it was a retest, right, when you go into CrossFit, a lot of times we never do these workouts ever again. So I'm like, all right, let me get through this workout. Let me get the intended stimulus. Let me work hard. Let me scale the weight so I can meet the time domain. But when it's a repeat, I feel like that's when the pressure is on. So when 21.2 came up and it was a snatches box jumps workout that I so badly wanted to finish and I did not I think that's when it's, it's hard to accept it. Um, So that's, I think I've accepted it now, but who knows? Maybe another repeat will come up and I'll call you crying this time, Jay.
2: <laughs> I'll be here. I was crying. I wasn't pregnant and I was crying during that workout. Just like, hey, you know, I had to tell myself a, a similar story. You have a newborn, you're tired, you know, things have changed since 2017. Indeed. And I, my goal was like, hey, this time all you have to do is finish it. And I, you know, 10 seconds, I think I had left. But, you know, I think you have to kind of set new goals and standards and, ideals for what you're doing. I think, yeah, I think as you're saying that part of the challenge is, when I think about pregnant CrossFitters, I have two that come to mind, obviously a third with Roz, but I have a friend out here, her name's Jennifer Floyd. Uh, and she's a monster, had four kids, worked out till like the last day, looked fit, back almost immediately every time. And then there's this other woman, uh, Heather Bergeron,
1: Oh who, yeah.
2: You know, I've known for a long time and back when she would travel to Albany or I would see her in Benmore, oftentimes she was pregnant and my only basing my knowledge of pregnancy and CrossFit on those two, you're like, cool, no big deal. Do your thing, right? So for our perspective, it's like understanding that's not the norm. No different than the fire breathers are not the norm at your box. So understanding, hey, most women... That are pregnant are not going to be working out at a hundred percent anymore. Yeah, no. that's you know goes back to your statement of like there's just not enough information out there yet in the oh, even Nicole. I mean, Nicole Christensen, I remember this must be five years ago. We we're at the games, she's running around doing her thing, working like nine months pregnant.
3: Yeah. I think too, Heather Bergeron, she has a lot of blogs from back when she was pregnant with Bodhi and Harley. And she will, she's pretty frank about, you know, she had a miscarriage and she had, didn't she had, had a whole talk about it. Um, and so she really, when she got pregnant with Bodhi, I read her blog, like soup to nuts back then, um, scaled down. So like she stopped, she went strict. As soon as she found out she was pregnant, her movements went strict Um, So that's something that I recommend a lot to people. Like, you know, like when you were saying people are banging out toes to bar till the end, I'm like, how, (laughs) how are you not getting like to just to right here? And do you need to be doing that? Um, I, you know, and there are, you know, I speak to, if you were doing it before you can keep doing it to a certain extent, you know, there are a lot of things like climbing that rope. Would I recommend my athletes climb that rope? No, maybe halfway, but you, if you're gonna, the risk to fall scares me more than anything. Not that they can't do it. That what, if they slip and fall, you know, you're putting certain things um, things in danger that don't need to be. Now, at the end of the day, if my athlete, who's an RX fire breather, looks at me and says, I- "I'm gonna climb that rope," then you're gonna climb that rope. I can only recommend to you, you know, um, what I think you should do. Most of them listen. Um, things that you need to do every, no matter what trimester you're in: warm up, stretch. Cool down, eat properly um, and and avoid overheating. That's everybody all the time, but most people don't do those things, let's be honest. Like we have to we're constantly drilling that stuff into people's heads, but your pregnant people, these are are non-negotiables. They have to be doing these things to a certain extent. Like really, recovery is more important than anything right now as you're growing as human.
2: And obviously, a lot of these things take a priority in pregnancy. But I also think, as I'm hearing a lot of this, it really doesn't matter male, female, pregnant, not pregnant, be smart. Yeah. You know, you don't have an injury when you're pregnant, but you definitely have another life factor happening. You need to be smart. And something you just touched upon that we should talk more about is nutrition. Oh, yeah. Right. Perhaps the most underutilized coaching tool in most boxes, whether you're pregnant or you're just coming in for the first time. You know, we've heard there's tons of cliches, whether it's 80% of what you, you know, do is, is happening in the kitchen or you can't work out a crappy diet. But what are, what are some of the ways you can navigate that with a pregnant woman?
3: I feel like I'm talking a lot. Anybody
0: else want to happen? <laughs> I'll just mention a quick thing. And I think Alberta has, I, I actually have gone to Alberta a lot about this too. Um, I will first, as always, make sure you're talking to your OB because the your, um, your doctor and your team, your medical team, just to make sure that you are doing what's right for you. Unfortunately though, a lot of our um, medical professionals that work with pregnant women, uh, they generalize a lot of things that don't fit with what we do on a daily basis. And that can be frustrating. So for nutrition, what I've learned is if you're hungry, just eat (laughs) and you have to feed fuel your body. And I know that's so simple, but as someone that has done every diet on this planet, the macros, whole thirty, paleo—literally everything. Um, it's it's a little bit difficult for the for people like that to let go of that strict regimen and just be conscious, just like we, you know, in CrossFit, fruits and vegetables, you know, meats, so on and so forth. So I will let Alberta talk because she she definitely gave me lots of great advice when I was like, "What do
2: I eat?" Michelle, what's what's one thing you've Eaten since you've been pregnant that you may have avoided, but you're like, ah, screw it. I'm pregnant.
0: Um, it, nothing extreme, but like if there's a slice of pizza in the fridge that Greg has <laughs> for himself for later, I'm like, no, just, I'm taking it. <laughs> I'm taking it.
2: <laughs> so yeah, I it's... don't
0: restrict myself as much as I used to, um, but I am trying to, like, obviously eat normal. I'm trying to, like, change my diet completely.
2: Yeah, you still want to eat healthy, but you also realize, hey, I'm growing. That was a fun part for me. I think I've developed like a fetish when I watched Roz eat more. I was like, oh, this is kind of a turn on watching uh, Roz eat more. You know, because it's just fun to be like, Hey, that's cool that you're doing that and you see that and it's you're allowing it to happen. And and even now, you know, she still eats a little more than she used to. She tracks, but I think you still have to give yourself that leniency, your nursing.
3: I was just gonna say, if she's nursing, definitely. Actually more yeah. so nursing than when pregnant. You need more calories when you're nursing than you do when you're pregnant.
2: Absolutely. Not, a signi- some-
3: not significantly more, but it's like two, two more, something along those lines.
2: Yeah, well, you know, when she was pregnant she was certainly eating a little bit more but now with nursing and, you know, and Madison's like nine weeks, you know, she's, oh, yeah. she's definitely still a little bit more flexible with their flexible eating. So Alberta, what were you gonna chime in there?
1: So all I was going to say is I think that a lot of times this ends up becoming a lot more complicated than it needs to be. And it certainly was for me when I was in the beginning of my pregnancy and, you know, talking with Michelle about this, you know, as time has gone on, you know, everyone's going to have a different story and a different path. But for myself, I was, you know, tracking my food and, um, you know, eating kind of like towards, Somebody who Crossfits a lot, um, and then you know, becoming pregnant, it's kind of like, oh my god, like, what do I do? I I have all these crazy hormones. I'm starving. I'm craving carbohydrates, but my activity level is lower. So how does that affect my macros and yada yada yada? And as you can imagine, it's it's a it's kind of like a mental and emotional roller coaster. Um, but like Michelle said it really doesn't need to be. Um, I think if you just eat when you're hungry, stop when you're full or when you're 80% full, um, these are, you know, basic, um, a lot of people call it like intuitive eating guidelines. Um, if that's what you want to call it. Um, but always just prioritizing whole foods, um, is the key. Um, I think when you're pregnant, you have a lot of cravings. Like for myself, I had serious carb cravings, um, all it was carbs, carbs, carbs through the whole first trimester. Um, but I think that as long as you're just giving yourself a little bit of grace, um, you know, there's nothing wrong with having pizza and having, you know, a serving of vegetables with it too. It doesn't need to be all or nothing. Um, there's so many shades of gray here. And I think that people want to, you know, make it all crazy and complex, but it, it really is just simple meat and vegetables, nuts and seeds, some fruit, you know, little starch, no sugar, just do your best.
2: That's all it takes. (laughs) Literally. And, and, and what about when a woman like you, third trimester, Michelle and the coaches know, and, and you come in and you're like, I blew my diet. Like I had too much, like, how do you, how would you recommend coaches handle that?
3: I, I'm somebody who is very much with my athletes. I'm, an, I'm a an holistic nutritionist as well. So obviously my focus is definitely more towards the quality, the intuitive part of eating. Not to say that I don't think people should count macros. I, they have their place everywhere and people, some people do great on them. Um, but the blowing of the diet. So people, to me, it's always like, all right, that's just like one meal. Let's, who cares? Let's let that go. Move you know, like, let's move on to the next meal. And then we'll just talk about like, what did you have? All right, no big deal. Let's have this for breakfast tomorrow or eat this after your workout. And that doesn't even matter your body reused you that it's gone, you know, and just sort of like, make them realize it's not that big of a deal pregnant or not. That's the kind of conversation I have with all my athletes, because that that mentality is very deep in people the whole I blew my diet, I might as well keep going, you know, and it's just like, no. (laughs) So that's, that's the conversation that that coaches really need to remember is just like one meal doesn't make or break us ever.
0: Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think Jay, it's for it's, that's a very sensitive topic, depending on who you're talking to. Um, If it, it depends, again, it has to come back to your relationship with that athlete. If for I'll give you, you know, a personal example, I struggled with eating disorders for such a long freaking time. And so that's why I'm still even now, I'm like in therapy to try to navigate this thing because I'm gaining weight and society tells you gaining weight is bad, but right now gaining weight is so good. It's so important. It means I'm on track. And so if an athlete comes to you and you know that they are those ones that are just, there's absolutely no flexibility because they struggle with these certain issues. Sometimes they just need that comfort. Sometimes they need to hear like, all right, good ate a Reese's peanut butter cup like we're good girl like you want I'll do some five burpees with you done we burned them and so some it it depends on the athlete it depends on who they are and in again it's I think one thing our coaches do really well is and Kayla does this really well with me is why do you feel that way tell me a little bit more about like why you're feeling this way and you know my best therapists have been my coaches (laughs) and so Again, if someone comes in and say, I blew my diet, before we start figuring out what happened, just figure out why they're feeling that way in the first place. Because it may not, again, like Kristen said, not, 100% of the time, it's really not that big of a deal.
1: We're fine. I've got to be honest, like, when you're pregnant, at least, it's almost like the notion of, like, I blew my diet is really only acceptable when you didn't eat at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, um, and I think that like, I've had days where I've, I've gone out in the gym and I'm definitely undernourished and I know it. And I start and I'm like, dang it. Like I screwed up. I made a mistake. Um, and you, you when you're pregnant, you just have to eat, you have to eat and you have to drink water and there's no getting around it. You're going to gain weight. It's uh, physiology. That's how it works. Um, and so it, it just is what it is,
2: you know? Well, I really love what Michelle said in that, like my best therapists are my coaches. And I think part of what I'm hearing is yes, you need to treat pregnant women uh, a little more cautiously but really you need to treat all of your members like this. Just know that this demographic is pregnant versus, you know, it's almost easier because it is binary. Like I'm pregnant versus I'm having a bad day. Right, Um, yeah. So I think we we want to
3: remove the stigma of it. I think there's a giant fear for coaches around athletes that are pregnant uh, out there. I think there's like, uh, (laughs) I do believe that to be my experience seeing it in other gyms as well. I'm not saying everyone. I think there's a lot of great coaches out there that can handle it well, but I think we need to, I don't know, throw it in the L1 somewhere. Hey, you're going to have pregnant athletes. Let's have a, 20 minute conversation about that maybe, you know, because coaches deal with a lot, a lot. And I didn't realize how much until I became one. I'm like, holy crap.
2: (laughs) And I think this is important. It's something we talk about a lot in affiliate, you and our coaches development program. But if you're listening to this and you don't want to do that, this is probably not the career path for you. (laughs) You need to, you need to want to be someone's therapist just as badly as you want to get them below parallel.
3: Exactly. I I can't
1: even, like, I think back to when I had, like, just my level one, and I was just starting coaching, you know, group classes, and I had pregnant people in the class, and I'm, like, remembering back on, like, the things that I said, like, you know, don't do this, don't do this, like, do this, and, or like you said in the beginning, do whatever you want, you know, and um, it really wasn't until I, I did start studying for my level three that, I kind of was looking at, you know, I'm I'm pregnant, I'm studying for this test, and I'm realizing like, oh my god, like this is CrossFit. We need to be doing CrossFit appropriately, scaled appropriately. It's no different. It doesn't matter. Um, and it's it, good coaching and and good scaling and stuff is important. It's it's the only important thing. Um, but it it doesn't change what we need. Uh, we need CrossFit.
2: Right. So. Before we wrap up then, let's talk about a few things. What are, you know, you're a box owner, Kristen, um, Alberta, you as well, Michelle, you've been coaching and you have a, you're a doctor, right? You have your PhD in leadership. Um, What are some things that you would recommend, you know, maybe speak more to the men, but I mean, there are some unempathetic women as well, because I don't really have it, you know, we talk about it a lot in our group and You know, when Michelle joked earlier that I've matured, I think that's probably where I've matured the most. And I was on Nicola Coyne's podcast, Healthy Steps Nutrition, and she said, what led to that? And I said, marriage. Like, there's no amount (laughs) of coaching or research you can do to gain empathy other than living with another human being and realizing their opinion is just as important as mine. So what are some things you would encourage your coaching staff to do? Or as a leader, Michelle, you would tell people to do to develop empathy, read Brene Brown. Cool, we get it, check, now what?
0: I think for just specifically for male coaches that have pregnant women in their gym, um, I'll tell you a quick story that I think really encompasses what this empathy is. And I don't even think this particular person knows that I felt such comfort in that. So I was working out outside, I was rowing, And one of the coaches, he's a newer coach at our gym, um, I'll say his name, his name's Joel, and he was rowing next to me and he looked over to me while I was resting. He's like, hey, I'm just curious. I was reading about pregnancy and heart rate and I'm wondering, where where do you usually like to keep your heart rate now that you're kind of going through this, you know, exciting thing? And I told him and it was really a very quick interaction, but that made me feel so safe. To know that there is a man, along with all of our other coaches at the gym, that's thinking about, okay, where does Michelle want to keep her heart rate? And I'm going to keep that number tapped in the back of my mind. So when I see her breathing a little too heavy, we have an actual number we can reference. And so truly little things like that, asking questions, um, it it goes a really long way.
2: I think that's great, you know, and, and something we talk about a lot from our, uh, our our buddy Chuck Carswell is that idea of ask one more question. We always tell people that, and you know, we one of the guidelines we have is if you don't know someone's Ford, family, occupation, recreation, and dream, you all, you have unlimited amount of questions. But certainly, just and that's something I struggle with to the point that like I have clients, and I'm always like. We wrap up a conversation, one more question, which leads into a whole nother, you know, hour hour discussion. But yeah, as coaches, obviously this guy knew you were pregnant, but whether you're pregnant or not, I think sometimes we see people clearly having a stressful or bad day. And our gut is like, Go. And rather than being like, Hey, what's what's going on today? What's up? You seem you don't seem yourself. Right? Can I help you? Rather and 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 I also need the caveat to that is not telling them, "Hey, you look tired. You look stressed." Like I hate—that's a pet peeve of mine. Right? Like you look shitty today. you, you want to scale more, right? So uh, I, I like that. But certainly with a pregnant person, hey, wh- where can I help you the most today?
3: Exactly. And just to touch on that, you know, from a from the healthcare provider standpoint, when you're when I'm working with my patients and any good healthcare provider, it, you're not telling them what to do. You're building it with them. Yes. So any health fitness, whatever your, your goal is, it's like, this is my recommendation. How do you feel about it? Right. Okay, so like, we're going to start doing ring rows instead of this. How do you feel about that? Well, I think I can still do this for a little longer, but I'm willing to do the ring rows as we go, you know, like, they still feel a part of the journey. Um, and you are still leading them based on your you know, mad knowledge. There's a lot of knowledge on this screen. Um, years of not just coaching, but athleticism, and you know, so we have to make sure that we we aren't just telling them what to do. We are we're we're, we're working with them as as they go through it. I think day that goes for
2: yeah for a lot of people. Just you know, I was joking with uh, one of our clients. I'm like, you know the answer, but you have to make that person feel like they came up with the answer. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and that, that, that that's a big part of it as well. Like, hey, I was thinking, you know, Ring Rose. Oh, no, I want to do a uh, banded pole. Cool.
3: Right. That was
2: my second. That was my second. Uh, <laughs> All <you know>. right. <laughs> and what about you, Alberta? How would you uh, encourage empathy and teach empathy?
1: I think kind of similarly to what the other two said is just talk and ask questions. Um, I think it's kind of been like, displayed as this uncomfortable topic that women don't want to talk about but if you're pregnant like you want to talk about being pregnant and you you want to talk about how you feel and um I think if you're a coach a male coach a female coach who hasn't been pregnant or hasn't trained pregnant clients before um ask questions ask them how they're feeling ask them you know how does this movement feel like you know I I I just think that you, you can learn so much um, from learning what other people have gone through. For me personally, like I'm asking all of the, the women in my life who have been pregnant, like, you know, when did you have to stop running? Like, when did you have to stop doing box jumps? I'm kind of feeling that way now. And, and those conversations generally lead to the, the highest level of enlightenment. So I just think, um, I guess I would just say, ask, ask questions and, and be communicative.
2: Yeah. This, I think pregnancy may be one of those few times that men are a little more empathetic than women. I don't know if that's the case, but I feel I like- I think
3: you're right. No, you're right. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> like, it, I think it's just because you genuinely know you're never going to know what it feels like, so you right. kind of got to get as em- empathetic as you possibly can. <laughs> yeah, you can be like, hey,
2: I hurt my shoulder. I'm like, cool, so did I.
3: Yeah,
2: (laughs) and you're like but I'm pregnant and I'm like oh shit okay all
3: right yeah I can't do that
2: (laughs) and 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 I'll tell you like I said earlier like even more so Roz is the strongest woman I know like crazy like stupid strong you know you you could argue there's it's stubborn but I don't want to say that on the podcast Um, but you know and seeing some of the emotional challenges that she went through with Nutrition with letting herself go and even now getting back into it and all while being sleep deprived which is a whole yeah. week we need to have a second conversation I was just going to
3: say we should meet about, up again and like let check <laughs> back in like six
2: months yeah this is really my therapy I didn't want to tell you guys but now you know it gives me a better you know I, I told not that I would recommend this but I've said things like you're pregnant and you're crazy right now so oh I'm going to so let that go <laughs> But just but just no. And it's you're good. still you're
3: here. You're still alive. Yeah.
2: She, let, she, she let that one go. I forget what it was, but I was like, and now in my internally I'm like, she's she's not slept. Like she's tired. Yeah. She's got no. this you know this baby latch door boob for the last, you know, nine weeks. <laughs> Um,
3: I, I think something that I want to, I want the pregnant women to know just like as an aside is enjoy this ladies and any pregnant women that are going that's to be what listening I say to this, enjoy that's this because crazy. this is actually the best part the, the yeah. real hard shit starts real soon <laughs> and, and then because you're well, not pregnant true. anymore and you want to get back into it but your body is still spent it's healing and it heals for a long time and then like you said you have a baby attached to you and it's like whoa so really enjoy and, this.
2: And and seeing that, like, I was like, okay, she had her baby, our baby. Yes, like, tearing, whatever. Like, she needed to take a couple days, weeks. And then I was like, you ready to get back in? She's like, no, Are you ready? And it was like, <laughs> just last week, eight weeks later, and this is someone who I could tell is itching to do it, but just, I mean, watching the transition, I'm sure we'll see it with you two as well, of Roz, you know, my girlfriend, fiance, wife to mom, has been, like, so awesome to see, like, I'm like, I love the baby, but I'm also like, cool, you take her, right? Like, I got to go work. And Roz is like, so caring. It's crazy. Like, it's truly it's like, different. there's some weird shit in women that men don't have quite the same when that baby pops out. And that's a
3: whole other podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. And I, I delivered the baby. Everybody, I don't know if you saw the pictures. Everybody's like, why well, are you naked? I wasn't naked. I had my shirt off it was Roz's leg. I was my shirt was off, but the baby—you'll see, Michelle. That baby comes out dirty. That yeah. baby does not come out clean. And I was just <laughs> like, I don't want. I was actually funny enough wearing my CrossFit Roots shirt. I remember that. And I was like, I don't want to get this shirt dirty. Um, so it was fun. But it, it's so impressive. I mean, and that's again at forty-two versus twenty-two. You know, years ago, understanding that, and 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 for a lot of coaches, I think you know, the big summary is be empathetic, ask questions, you know, have some sort of plan, which we'll put out there from what you guys talked about with Nicole's scaling options, maybe put it out there for when someone's not comfortable telling you. Uh, and But really, there's nothing that we discuss that you shouldn't do to every single person that walks into Correct. your gym. Right.
3: Which, which speaks to pregnancy isn't a disease state. It's just a right. little bit of a change that we have to be aware of.
2: Yeah, and I mean, We've had Alex Zirkenbach, who runs the adaptive training Academy talk about the difference between adapting and scaling. You know, this is, this is technically, I would say I'd have to ask him, but it's probably adapting because it's longer term, right? Uh, you know, there's probably a cutoff, but you know, make those people, that, that was a big eye-opener to me. I was coaching in Florida and there's this woman, Sherry, very fit woman was making the qualifiers for her age group and her shoulder was always hurting. And when I, so you know, permanent injury, and when I reframed it to hey we're adapting, that made a huge impact she 's like, "I felt so shitty for so long that I'm scaling Meanwhile i'm fitter than most people in this gym, but because her bum shoulder, we always had to change things, so sometimes it's just a simple you know semantics, but it Absolutely. but it matters, but it matters. Yeah. all right, let me give you all an opportunity to say one more thing and also please. Katie will get the notes, but, you know, your email or whatever you're comfortable giving out, because I hope from this, one of them, you know, one of you connected with someone, whether they're pregnant or even just a coach, you know, two box owners, uh, spirit of the, you know, Albany CrossFit Award, perhaps the most prestigious, <laughs> most prestigious thing that's ever been on the show. So let's start with Michelle. Anything you want to add about pregnancy, what you've learned, take your time. And then of course, where people can find you on the uh, internet
0: the internet. So I think the the first Jay, thank you for the opportunity for the discussion. And I just want to thank everyone that's listening um, to this. I think it's important for us to talk about it. Um, the, The number one thing I can say to women is you need a team and don't be afraid to rely on that team. If it weren't for Alberta and Kristen, I really don't know how I would have emotionally managed that first trimester. And so don't be afraid to tell people sometimes it is a little bit more comfortable telling people um that know what you're going through especially in the gym and so if anyone wants to reach out and talk about baby things I would <laughs> love that um especially if you know a good bra since my boobs are like four times the size.
2: Oh Roz can Roz can first of all let me say not first of all but let me say it's pretty amazing how boobs go from like I can't wait to touch those things to put them away. <laughs> 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 I'm oh yeah like, like they, those are doing nothing for me anymore especially now that i've seen milk come out of them i've seen madison <laughs> nonstop stop on them and they're big <laughs> still i'm like i should be enjoying this moment but you've ruined it for me ladies so <laughs> but she's got all sorts of crazy bras that unstrap in weird spots oh, now unless it's
0: bras then but yeah so write
2: uh, me a messenger she'll be happy to share that with you
0: absolutely but uh i am on the the gram so it's at m I-I-I-C-H underscore M-J. We'll post that somewhere.
2: Um, yeah, Katie will, Katie will find you guys and tag you guys. She's the best. Oh,
3: perfect.
0: Yeah. She's
2: actually getting married in a couple of weeks, Katie. So.
3: Oh, congratulations.
2: <laughs>
3: so have
0: your team and don't be afraid to talk about it. You're not going crazy. Um, everything you're feeling is valid. And you know, lean on your support system, I think, is the biggest takeaways for me so far. And I still have got a ways to go.
2: Cool. And you know, and I will say your husband and, you know, in Alberta, I'm not sure your situation, but they need people to reach out to as well. Oh yeah.
1: Right. That was, you know,
2: so not, not men still have a, you know, we play an inactive role in this thing. (laughs) So if husbands need to reach out, they can reach out to me. I'll tell you what I've said that got me in trouble and not to do. What about (laughs) you, um, Kristen?
3: I, I think um, obviously from my standpoint, being pregnant was quite a long time ago. Um, it's not something that's in the cards for me anymore, um, but it's something that I enjoy being a part of um, as a healthcare provider, as a coach, and so you know just feel free to reach out to me obviously if you're obviously if you're local if you're far away i'm sure you have a great healthcare provider um, who's working through things you don't necessarily need an obgyn your primary can do all of the same things up to not not obviously delivering but they can work you through um many months of your pregnancy and in, co- and in co- cahoots with your OBGYN. So, you know, build a team, like Michelle said, it's not just one person making a decision. You, you have OBGYN, you have a primary, you have nutritionists, you have your coaches, you have other athletes in the gym and, um, and continue to communicate with those people. That, that is like the gem of everything is communication.
2: And where could people
3: find you? I'm on Instagram. It's Chris Ten RN, but I don't know where the underscore is. It's Chris Ten. I think underscore RN. Anybody,
2: anybody can find anybody these days, and you're also you really can lumberjack athletics.
3: Um, and oh yeah, right there. You lumberjack, lumberjack athletics as well. Um, definitely. We as as every gym in here, um, we're all here to help make the world a healthier place. And I think speaking to you earlier when you said, you know, Jim, do you see get angry when you would intermingle and people. I don't think it's like that anymore. I think we all have a similar goal. We all want everyone to be healthy and, and get to that place. So, um,
2: you know. Well, just, you'd be surprised.
3: Well, at <laughs> least, at least in our area, I think. Yeah. I think we've gotten a lot better about that, at least from our end, but maybe, you know, I'm seeing things through some rose colored glasses or something, no, but I, um,
2: find, I think in general, find there's a the abundance mentality, but it's uh, I like to think I helped that in Albany, but. yeah, you go. <laughs> Find a team
3: yeah yeah exactly
2: and what do you, what do you got there Alberta
1: um so I guess I would just close it out by saying that pregnancy is such a dynamic situation and it's it's changing every day I mean for me now every day is different um, with different challenges and different opportunities but it is the perfect time like no other to work on a growth mindset Um, taking every challenge as an opportunity to learn something learn something about yourself Um, learn something about your body learn something about pregnancy Um, and and use that knowledge for the future Um, it's so important it'll help you you know in your training through pregnancy postpartum and then as a mother as well so um, you know just work on having that growth mindset, keep it positive, um, because it ultimately is all positive. Um, and then if you want to find me, um, I'm at, at Alberta Caponera or, um, for barn fit, it is at barn underscore fit.
2: Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, as the only man on this call, (laughs) I can tell you, it's pretty awesome once that baby comes out. It's still weird at times. I'm like, this thing looks like me, <laughs> you know, she's and you know, this part of my team. Like it's, it's really, uh, it's fun. And I think to me, the most fun part is I'm someone who likes to be productive and I like to like always be like growth, reading, et cetera. And it's fun to be like, can't do that. This this thing needs me, you know, and, and it, but realizing at the same time, this is growth. This is productive. This is more important than anything else you were gonna do. And as a 42 year old selfish man, you know, takes a little, you know, eight pound baby girl to to help you realize that. So remember that even for the coaches, like how, how important this is. And I think that was something I often had to say to Roz. Like, I know it, like even now, like nursing and everything, it's like, I know this is hard, but you have a healthy baby, and, and what is there that's more important to this? You miss a workout, you miss this, it's all good. Remind your clients and your woman of that. But we will have you back on, that was great. I would love to do a, maybe a end of the third trimester when you're there, Alberta, and then after the baby and then repeat with Michelle and let's keep it going. Cause I hope, I hope this is helpful to a lot of people.
3: Yeah, I think
2: that's a great idea. Yeah, love it. thank you, Jay. Cool. Well, you guys. That's awesome. Great chatting with you. We will uh, we will have you back on. Katie, will handle all the details. And uh, best of luck. Go eat that pizza. Go get that workout in. <laughs> yep. and, and have a great rest of your day. Take Thank care, Bye-bye.
1: Thank you. So you
0: never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our
2: day. See you next time.